Welcome to the Artist Academy podcast, the audio version of our Facebook Live series, Art Talk Tuesday. I'm your host, Andrea Earhart, and I am so excited that you're here to catch the weekly replay of my laid-back yet very inspiring conversations with other full-time professional artists. The purpose of this series is to show aspiring artists like you that it is completely possible to make a great career out of this art thing. And if you ever want to join us live and have your questions answered in real time by myself or featured guests, then just hop over to facebook.com slash groups slash Artist Academy every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. I'll see you there. This episode is sponsored by the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, a program for artists who want to up-level their art game by taking it from a hobby or a side hustle to a full-time art business. I've been a professional artist for over five years with paintings in several different countries and a client list that includes high-profile companies such as Bass Pro, O'Reilly's, Duck Commander, and many, many more. So I figured out what it takes to build an art business, and now my heart is set on teaching aspiring artists like you to do the same. Go to advancedmember.com, that's advancedmember.com to learn more. This week's episode features photographer slash cinematographer Justin Cardoza. This interview was a little different, and not just because I was interviewing a photographer instead of a painter, but rather because Justin lives in the same city as I do, so we both just sat down in my studio and pressed play. This was the first time we streamed on Facebook and Instagram at the same time, all while sitting in the same room. Justin shared some tricks on how you can use your iPhone to take professional-looking photos of your art to share on social media because we all know that good photos are everything. Justin breaks down his simple yet effective photography tips and tells the story of how he built his business from the ground up. Justin and I have grown our businesses pretty much side by side being friends over the past couple years and it's kind of cool to get to sit down and talk with them about how we got to where we are. It's humbling stepping back to reminisce about the days when we were starving artists basically just trying to make it and I hope this conversation inspires you to keep trying and keep working towards your goal because being a full-time creator is seriously the best career in the world. (laughs) So, let me know what you think about this week's episode with Justin Cardoza. So, yeah, you want to just tell us a little bit, like maybe start back to when I met you. Don't don't, don't, don't tell the story about how <laughs> yeah, we met. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> maybe, no. that, maybe later. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I picked up my first camera when I was like 14, actually. And, yeah. and I don't know why they, they let me do this, but they, I, was, I was taught how to run camera for a volunteer TV show. Um, like just TV, uh, it's like a live TV program thing. And so I started doing that at like 14. I don't know why they were letting me do that. Um, I'm certainly glad they, they were. In fact, the guy who sh- taught me how to use a camera, um, has since then been my mentor and, and he, he's moved to Idaho and we just saw him this past week. Um, so it was cool to get to catch up and like, um, he got me into this and it's his fault. Um, okay. So, yeah, it's like some of those people. It's been a long journey since then. So I, I spent uh, many years as a starving artist. Um, I, I, I felt like that that the musician is just he's like in a band, but like not really in a band. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, that's my job. Like you don't so you, so you're jobless. Like, <laughs> um, and I eventually made a living doing like work, video and photography work that that like I didn't want to do, but but like. It paid the bills, and so for a while, I I ran a business that we shot wedding films, and, and that was enjoyable. Um, I eventually moved out to L.A. Um, to try to make it in Hollywood. Um, I always swore I wouldn't do that, but then some opportunities lined up, and, and I was like, you know what? I, th- I think maybe I will. So I went out there, and, and really funny story, nothing really worked in L.A. It, it, it kind of worked for a little while. It wasn't until I came back that I started getting L.A. work. Of course. Um, which is really strange. And it all happened to be travel work, so I didn't need to be in L.A. for it. Um, and since then, I've like, like you mentioned, I've, I've been able to shoot in like crazy places around the world, almost every continent now. Um, I, I uh, 
working a lot of uh, fell into this niche of like reality work um which i also swore i would, would never do <laughs> but like <laughs> just, just reality, still do porn yeah yeah <laughs> Re- reality work has really changed a lot of the past t- five ten years and this this is a lot of good work there um a lot of really um good art and which is what i love and and it's so complex now there's so so, so much money in it and, and big budgets that it's exciting to work on such a big complicated project and so um i fell into that by accident and and been it's kind of been my claim to fame um and now i i, I freelance and stuff i, I worked for a, a corporate company for a while as a digital media creator so i'd, I'd create content for their marketing and stuff so I ran a lot of their content for their social media and, and website. Um, and then I have transitioned this year to start our own business with uh, my wife, Chelsea, um, to launch the world's first smart case for drones. And so we launched a company called Modbox, and that came from just personal use, use flying drones around the world, um, doing different jobs. Uh, I, I found kind of a a niche where I was like, somebody should make this better. <laughs> somebody should make this product. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. gonna make it. Yeah. So I was like, hey, um, let's do it. And we, we found an investor that believed in us and Wow. And so, oh, yeah. so we, we launched and it's been like a, a whole nother world and it's fun. And now I get to create all kinds of marketing. So I'm still filming and doing photography and all this stuff. Um, partially on the side with T V shows still but but uh I'm now creating all, all kinds of content for our company and putting like my my work to the test to see if it really works. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's been fun. That's amazing. Yeah, you guys just got back from Wyoming. Yeah, we we stopped in Wyoming and Idaho. Um, like literally days yeah, ago. Yeah. To do to Two really do stuff on Mod- so Modbox. Just to talk about it really quick since we before we move on to questions. So it's a drone case that yeah. I remember you talking about it in the beginning before you guys got all this stuff and so you can basically just put your drone in it and it mm-hmm. charges it. Yeah, so so it's actually got a handful of, of like features to it, okay. but the big one is that it it charges by plugging the case in. Um, drones burn through batteries super fast, and so our case makes it so you don't have to keep unpacking your your case or your gear and charging it and repacking it and unpacking it and charging it and repacking. It. Just plug the case in. You're good to go, and it's got a few other tools built in that just makes it so easy. That's amazing. Yeah. I can't believe fly. nobody has thought of this before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it's yeah. something that needs to happen. And yeah, you I built it for myself, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, yeah. yeah. You're like, I'll just use this prototype for uh-huh. a while. <laughs> yeah, and his wife, Chelsea, we just had her in the advanced membership group, um, and her podcast episode will air here in a couple weeks about all about e commerce, marketing, Google Ads, SEO, all that stuff. So, you have her online marketing experience with his creative creativity and it's just it's a good it's a good match um okay so what was the tipping point that took you from hobby to professional artist when I met you I think you were were you mostly yeah I was full-time when when we met Um, I was full-time doing video and photography seven years ago um (laughs) I I think when I met you I was making okay money I was getting by over the next few years I started making decent money to where like uh, I wasn't quite as much of a starving artist. I was paying my bills. I could go see a movie. I could go have a drink and not be like, I got the money. (laughs) So I I started getting to where life was a little more comfortable, but it it was still, you know, as a freelancer, it's the feast or famine ride. And um, I I think when it really started, um, there's kind of two two places where I stopped becoming a starving artist and then another place where I started hitting some of my big like lifelong goals of like working in um, big name projects. Um, the first step was just realizing the value of myself and, and my work, um, that there's value there and I need to charge for it. And at first you win, so you go, it's gonna cost this much? <laughs> yeah. Is it worth that? <laughs> like, cause you just feel like you just figured it out and like, uh, and I, cause I didn't go to school. I didn't, I didn't go to college. For, yeah. Like for no this. school at all. Yeah. Like not <laughs> even kindergarten. I homeschooled, school. So yeah. and then I didn't do college. So I've literally, I've never been to school. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, so it's like, I just kind of figured this stuff out and it's, it's like, I, I don't know that I'm worth that or my work's worth that. And so you, you just have to eventually look at your competition and realize this is what it's worth. This is the time you put into it. This is what they need. This is the value it brings to to your client. So it's worth this, um, and and I I started raising my prices every year, 
once I started like setting real prices, um, every year I'd raise my prices a little bit. And every year that I raised my prices, I got more clients. And you think you have this fear that like, if I raise my prices, people stop paying for my, my, my service. Yeah. It was the opposite. Like if you're doing decent, even just decent work and you're reliable, every time I raise my prices, I got more, more clients. So, um, yeah, I remember you just like a side story. I remember whenever you were doing the bridal expo and mm-hmm. you were one of the only two video people there. And there was like one other one that was just kind of more of a, just not as like, yeah, it's leveled like a documentary up. Video, yeah. wedding video. Kind yeah. Of and I remember going and like help. I remember one time I helped you like get email yeah. addresses or, yeah. or business cards. And I was just like, huh, this is a, this is a new thing. You were like a little bit ahead of the wedding video thing yeah. before wedding video was a thing. And his videos are so cool. I, I held a camera once at one of the videos. Oh yeah. 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 Shoot, shoot one. <laughs> yeah. I just like made sure nobody knocked it over <laughs> like, yeah. and they're so cool. But yeah, so Thanks. just having a decent or really good product yeah. and knowing your worth and that, because wedding videos aren't cheap, and it takes it takes yeah. a lot of time yeah. though. Um, and and a lot of what the people for video and photography, especially for live events, is what they're paying for is that you're not gonna mess up. So yeah. even if it's not really difficult, you got to get it right and you got to get it right the first time. Otherwise, they they just lost their moment, you know. Uh, yeah. Um, and you're gonna show up like and, yeah. and deliver on time. Yeah. That's, so so yeah. it's that trust that they're paying for. Um, yeah. And they could go cheaper and and they get mm-hmm. a cheaper guy, but that cheaper guy's camera and battery might run out during the ceremony, or or he might forget his charger and or, you know like <laughs> weird things. There's a million things that could go wrong, and so that's what they're paying for is just that reliability. And then obviously the art, they want you to have, they want to see something they like. And I think that that applies for painting as well. Um, you know, I, you said I was a little bit ahead of the curve on the wedding videos and, and now wedding films are, are like a thing and, and yeah. a lot of wedding videos look really cinematic and really pretty. But it started with me saying, what would I want to see in my wedding? Uh, you know, why can't I, why can't a wedding video be like a movie? And so that was, that was my, my thing is like, I want to make your wedding a short movie. Um, and I just made what I wanted to see. And yeah. a lot of other people wanted to see that too. So it made it, it, it worked. <laughs> it worked out. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. So. Yeah. You, you've always been like very just like innovative and like thinking ahead, which is what I like to do as well. And like, what's yeah. the next thing? And you're always coming <laughs> up with like new ideas and all this stuff. And so it's nice to have a friend around that's like, hey, I got this idea. Like, <laughs> yeah, what yeah. do you think? And, yeah. and and at the end of the day, it's it's usually what you want is, is probably what somebody else wants. And it's I probably want like, glitter, really. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, did you say glitter? Glitter, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My next series is going to have glitter oh, in nice. it. Oh, nice, yeah. <laughs> So I'm sure there's going to be like a thousand people that want that too. Yeah. Like, oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. And you'll be ahead of the curve. So you just do what you want and not what you think other people want. Yes. Do what like, like inspires you and man, it works. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Okay. So what makes up your typical work day and how many hours do you spend working? Usually we say painting, yeah. but how many hours do you spend working on stuff that's not marketing yeah. stuff? Um, on, on an average day, like say Monday morning, I wake up and I usually start, uh, drinking alcohol about 9am. No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually work. Um, no, I, I, you know, I feel like I'm always working because either I'm, mm-hmm. either I'm shooting or I'm editing or I'm working with clients planning to shoot, um, or I'm researching and, and like learning and it, and that's partially because it's I, I work in a career that I love and, and it's fascinating and it's growing quickly so there's always more to learn um, but uh, honestly the amount of time I shoot um, is very little yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I probably shoot probably you know a, a few days a month there's some months I'll shoot for like two weeks that month um, maybe three weeks that month. You but, shoot video or photography? Um, either or. Um, I, I, my bread and butter is video. Um, photography I do because I enjoy it and, and then it supplements and it's usually by, by request. Um, I've gotten more into commercial photography and so, so that, that pays some bills. Um, I feel like yeah, with the logos. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And so, um, but even then I've learned to make it something I enjoy instead of just doing this, the typical commercial photography. I, I, I reimagine it and then go, what, what would like be epic though like what's more than just a product like what could be like like cool and and I try to make that and then I 
when I do, sometimes I'll experiment with it. Then I'll go to a client and be like, hey, this is what I can do now. And they go, oh, do that for us. Okay. <laughs> okay. But, yeah. 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 And kind of on that subject, um, we're talking about like shooting your own photos on your iPhone for mm-hmm. your Instagram or for your promo stuff. Because with artists, I mean, your art is everything, but photos of your art is also everything. Yeah. And so I want to get Justin on because he's the one who first was like, no, you don't just take a photo and post it, you edit it. And I was like, oh, well, how do you edit it? And he yeah. told me to download this thing called Snapseed. You can download it straight to your iPhone or you maybe tell him about some other stuff. Editing. Yeah. Um, so Snapseed is a good app for your phone, um, Lightroom for your phone if you have an Adobe subscri- subscription already. Um, or there's like Inlight is a good app but there's a number of apps and basically um most photos can can benefit from a a a slight retouch um sometimes you could even just do an auto on some of those apps the auto button will like clean it up for you and make your whites white and that's important for paintings as well because if you shoot a photo of your painting in indoors sometimes your lights will make your your paintings a little orange or yellow um and then it doesn't really stay true to what you painted um, and so just a, a light cleanup, um, and like I said, auto, but, but really like to fix that yellowish color, um, there's usually a tool called uh, white balance or sometimes it's called, uh, a color tone or, or something to that effect. Um, different apps call it different things. Um, and it's a slider. It, it starts with blue and goes to orange. Um, if your, if your canvas looks a little orange, slide it towards the blue and it'll whiten up and, and all your colors will like turn more true to what you actually painted. And that helps like a million times, um, especially indoor photos. That's like the one thing that can make almost everybody's photos just a little bit better is just correcting that white balance. Okay, um, so that's the first thing you should do. So when you're taking a photo yeah. of your painting on a white area, correct the white balance. And yeah. then is there anything else that they so first you correct the white balance and then... Um, and, and then I, when it comes to Instagram or social media, like I, I ran the social media for um, a larger corporation for a while and you're shooting their content. And, and basically when you go to your Instagram page and you see all the thumbnails and you've seen, seen pages that just look like gorgeous or maybe they're all organized in a certain way, those are really attractive. Um, so try to think of a theme or, or something for your Instagram page. It could be um, colors, like everything's got a certain color tone to it. Um, but if you're painting all kinds of different stuff, then maybe you can't do that, but maybe it's a um, symmetry is how you shoot it. It's, it's a square canvas on like a white background and, and they all look, look like that. So it's all kinds of different pictures, but it's like all the canvas on a white background, canvas on a white. Um, so just like set up a spot in your house or studio or office where where you have clean light maybe it's by windows you got natural light coming in set up that spot and shoot every photo that you do at that spot um and so they all have like a consistent look so when somebody drops on your instagram page like it's just it's it's like a digital gallery and it looks really nice and, and clean um there, there was something else we yeah. talked about. So we can So he mentioned this yeah. like brilliant idea, and I was like, "Wait, wait, we gotta hold on. We gotta, we gotta talk about that." Um, he mentioned getting a white canvas. Like everybody has a white canvas. It's well, maybe over overly large, and putting some kind of thing in the middle. Yeah. So like some kind of nail. hooked, and then you can hang your small canvas on that white canvas. Take it over to a window. So you have that beautiful natural light and take a photo right there. And I was like, yeah. why have I never done this? <laughs> First off, because most of the stuff is way too big. But yeah. I have smaller stuff, so um, that's a perfect But idea. But another way to cheat that, like if you're painting big stuff, um, one, doorways work really well because if you open, if you open an outside door, um, you could go outside and shoot into the doorway. You have natural light coming in without being like harsh sunlight. It's just this nice glow. Mm. So it lights up your painting, so face it outside. Um, and then you walk outside and you shoot back towards it. And if it's a large painting, you could hang a, a, a sheet or or, or, set, or or even get a big roll of paper on at photography stores. They'll sell for like 40 bucks, a giant like five foot wide roll of paper or solid colors. And you just hang that and put your painting up against it. And you can make these like gallery looking photos with your phone um, with clean lighting and a, a, a nice background like 
you can make really nice shots with your phone. So <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I like so lately we've been doing the podcast shoutouts, and I um, I tag you guys on my Instagram story. By the way, if anybody wants an Instagram story shout out, just go rate the podcast, and I will shout you out. And I so in doing that, I go to your page and I go and look for probably my favorite painting that I think my audience will respond to well, so that they'll follow you and I'll post it. But in finding that, I notice none of you guys take photos with your art, like no, hardly any of you guys. And there's a rule like on I know that if I know if I post a photo of just my art it like my in my numbers it'll get about maybe 500 likes which is sounds like a lot but in my Instagram world it, it compared to when I'm in it it's like it's over double like I know that if mm -hmm. I, I'm in it looking it doesn't have to be great it really doesn't yeah. and if you're in it you get so what's a good like so I guess using that natural light mm -hmm. to be in it, you everybody looks better with natural light. Um, maybe some other, because like he, he did do our uh, our beautiful calendar here. <laughs> so he knows how to pose people. Um, What's some good ideas for yeah. posing with your art? Yeah. Um, so definitely, you know, what, what you said about just be in the photos because people love to see that. And I've seen the same thing, like a lot more reaction when when there's a person and even with our company, Modbox, we'll post like our product then we'll post me with our product, I'm like, hey, check it out. And then, like, everybody comments and likes, and it's like, what? I, it was, yeah. I was a, it wasn't even a good photo. Yeah. Man. I was just like, okay. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, don't don't stand straight straight on, like, like this. The, <laughs> look at, the my, look at me with my photo. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, kind of angling yourself a little bit, looking towards the camera. Um, like. Think, you know, some people smile awkwardly, just, I mean... Some of you might think that's a, this is a silly thing to note, but but literally just think of something funny and just like laugh to yourself. <laughs> yeah, I do that too. And, and then snap, and then it looks natural, and it's not just like a like, like that is horrible. And people people just like wince and they see it. They go, oh. <laughs> they want yeah. to scroll past and not stop. So 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 just make it look playful, fun. Um, I mean, do something like ah, oh, it's my art, you know. Um, just make it you. Um, but but yeah, definitely like given some some sort of angle watch your light if you're if you're in the shade and this is bright bright background background behind you be tricky um so and then like if you're shooting like on if you're painting like on the side of a building if, or something outside um it, if you can it makes a big difference if you just shoot at the right time of day like if you shoot in, at, at dusk and the sun has just gone down and it's not glaring, and the, the sky is orange, you just take this big wide photo, you just go, ah, look at my work, you know, and then it just looks like this gorgeous photo, and then you could even throw in a, a couple Instagram filters or something, and, and make it a little prettier, and yeah. and then, man, it's it's a thumb stopper where people scroll by, oh, that's pretty, look at this, and then your art stands out, and the sky is nice, and you're like, hey, check out my, my, my newest thing, so. Yes. Yeah. That reminds me to do that because I was just thinking like how can I like you know change it up because all my yeah. photos are like look at me painting like <laughs> that's a, painting it so we just did a one at Cory Town that we just uh, finished mm -hmm. so I might yeah tomorrow night I'll probably go down there and take some more photos when it's the sky is pretty yeah show right show it in context like show people interacting or enjoying it so or or Ooh, that, like like if it's on the street corner instead of just showing your your art. Like show the street corner and show like this is a bustling, like city, um, like point of interest and and my art is just standing out there for everybody to see. Like check this out, isn't this cool? Um, so so kind of show it in context and show that scene, make it a scene, make it a story instead of just like the art. Um, if it's a brewery, you painted something in like like show, um, maybe that the whole bar and all the beer tap behind it while you've got your big piece over here so you know like um and and i i did a bunch of architectural photography and um like real estate photography and if you look at like home real estate magazines those exteriors that, that, that they shoot all of them are at like twilight it's like not even sunset it's like after sunset after the sun's like dipped behind and you get this golden glow like and they all look amazing but they all shoot just at the right time so it's like the time like makes such a big difference that's easy that's free you don't need a special piece of equipment just your phone at the right time of day can like change a lot that's a good idea I'm a, yeah that's something i do not do right now and i'm yeah. gonna do it just because we're talking about it. yeah because yeah. i was just thinking cause I'm, all my stuff is the same and yeah just right time of day and getting people interacting with it 
That's gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's show great. them the context. That's, that's what you're making the art for, is the interaction. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Okay, cool. Awesome. Okay, um, <clears throat> um, let's see. Do you have, like, a photography... I guess we're kind of talking about your photography process. Is there anything you want to add? Um, or... Yeah, so we had talked okay. a little bit before we started about a couple of things. Um, I, I, I like to, when, when I try to shoot something, instead of just seeing something and go, okay, I'll shoot that and make it look good, um, I try to have a vision first um, of what I want to see, and then I force that to be what I, what I want to see. <laughs> and so then I light it or then I choose my angles and then I use Photoshop or maybe I don't use Photoshop, whatever I need to do to get my vision. Um, and I think that could apply to painting rather than just see something and painting it. Um, see something and then make it your own and, and go, but how, and I, I see that bird, but how would I really wish I saw that bird, you know, and paint that because maybe how you saw the bird is how 500,000 other people also saw that bird. So paint something that they didn't see, you know, because that's what makes people stop. It's like something unusual and, and, and pretty, obviously, something of beauty, but then unusual where they go, oh, I've never thought of, I've never seen a bird from that angle. Like, you know, this is flying right at me. You're like, oh, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's cool. Instead that's, that's of just powerful. Sit, sitting on a yeah. branch already. Yeah, because like... like, nobody sees birds, like, just flying right in their face, Ooh. you know? So, like, just think of the unusual because that's what ma- makes people look twice. Um, yeah. Very good. Like yeah. making a thumb stopper, a thrill, the thrill, thrill stopper. Yeah. Yes, like you were saying. Because really, it's all about attention. You yeah. Know? Like how much attention can you get online? And people are scroll. And we do it. I do it all the time. And you need to make one that's like, oh, that's that's either unusual or that's really good or yeah. it's different. I like that. And so not don't just post something, like challenge to be. A scroll stopper, a thumb stopper. Yeah, and, and, and if you don't believe me, um, go to any, like, fashion magazine or go to any clothing store and look at the, the, the posters and the models. None of them are just standing around. Like, they're all going, like, oh. like something unusual that you're, like, no one ever would stand that. Like, you don't notice it because it's just, like, subconscious. But look at it and, and notice it. Nobody's ever standing or their expression expressions never, like, normal. Um, the models always look a little pissed off, but like it works. <laughs> it like, works. Yeah. Um, like, do I like this outfit? It, it's the, the odd sub subtle thing that that stops people, and makes them look twice, and go, ah, oh, for some reason I like that. Yeah. <laughs> so. Like all those weird, uh, is it the Geico commercials that that like they start out something freaking random, yeah, and they're yeah. like, oh yeah, but squishing the yeah, Geico. Yeah, just thinking outside the box, and just like, <laughs> yeah. like, um, I I was telling her earlier, um, when I when I go to a shoot. I usually think of like three or four ideas and I trash them and I don't shoot that. Yeah. Because that's the same three or four ideas everyone else is going to think of. And they're like, oh yeah, that's cool. That's, I, I would have done that too. It's like, it becomes cliche. So mm-hmm. your first few ideas, trash them, do your fourth or fifth idea. And that's probably going to be unique. That isn't the obvious. Yeah. So. Yeah. We were talking about that earlier and I was like, that's genius. I didn't even <laughs> think about that. So really challenge yourself throw away your first couple ideas like just throw them <laughs> like yeah. just use something think a little bit ryan actually my fiance is like he's my idea generator because he's, <laughs> he's just here that he shoots ideas at me and i'm like that one that yeah. one we can go with yeah <laughs> so, yeah and so it's an almost like a numbers game you know it you is just like everything take the first few no 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 then you grab one of the later ones and go maybe that one yes yeah. that wasn't the, that wasn't cliche that wasn't like what i first thought of yeah. So. Good, good. Um, is there one thing you don't like to work without? Um, a budget. A budget. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> okay, I think yeah. artists can appreciate that. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, one thing I. I mean, not not really. Uh, like I, a battery, I, a charged battery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll be beyond the necessities. Yeah. Um, I I've done work with hundred thousand dollar cameras to my phone okay. um and paid work from my phone to crazy expensive cameras and crews with like 60 cameras on it <laughs> yeah so so you, you know it, it's that's what's really fun and fascinating about my career uh, everybody thinks you have to have like all the nice gear and all the expensive stuff and you don't um and i assume Maybe it's that way of painting. I, I, there's always a quality difference, but if you're making interesting stuff that, you know, even if you just had black paint, you just had one color, 
that almost forces more creativity and you can make cool stuff out of it. Um, in fact, I, I almost miss the days when I had less gear and sometimes I'll, I'll force myself to, out of practice, to, to not bring all my gear to a shoot and shoot something with almost no gear, just a camera lens and like nothing else. And, and like, how can I make this so epic that it beats my other work? even with all my other equipment like so so you know maybe you have all the tools and all the paints and all the easels and, and whatever whatever you guys yeah have. All, the, all the paint brushes yeah all the all the coolest paint brushes <laughs> now um but like maybe try doing something with half your tool set and, and just going back to the basics of just like creativity how do you make something simple like so cool you know yeah for sure. I'm always telling them, like, you don't need expensive paint. Actually, this painting right here was done with craft paint. And yeah. everybody's like, it looks so cool. I'm like, it's not, it's not <laughs> anything special. Yeah. It just craft paint was cheap, and that's what I had. So. Yeah, and because and if I could take a, a professional photo on my phone, then it's going to be easy with a real camera. Yeah. If you could paint a great photo, uh, yeah, great, great painting with something cheaper, basic kit, then what can you do with a real setup? So, so true. Um, are there any art lessons you've learned the hard way? So I, art is photography and cinematography yeah. as well. So. Um, stay in my niche. Um, okay. I've gotten into some complicated projects that I didn't, I didn't accomplish the, the, as good as I'd, I'd like. The client wasn't quite as happy because it was a little bit out of my range. Um, there's a fine line where you want to push yourself, but know when to say that's not up my alley like you know what I don't think I could like make you satisfied with this project that's not my forte um here's someone who is Re recommend somebody because then you make a competitor a friend and then your client's happy that you you gave them you delivered their money was well spent and you didn't make yourself look bad by doing a project poorly because you you don't really do that you know maybe you don't do texts you just do animals you're really great at animals, but you've never messed with text. And they're like, hey, do this big logo with all these texts, you know. Maybe you should at least practice first, but it, but if you're like, man, I'm not quite ready for that. Like, here's someone who can. Like, it's, it'll, it'll be good networking. The client will respect that 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 decision, and they'll trust you more. So so when they come back, they hey, this time it's an animal. And you said, that's your forte, so I want you on this one. Yeah. Um, it makes everybody happy and avoids a lot of headaches I've yeah. had trying to take on the wrong projects. And now I, I'll, I'll tell people, like, hey, I don't think that one's quite for me, but let me help you find someone who is. Saves a lot of time, yeah, too, yeah. I'm sure. Just figuring out stuff. Yeah, and, and the clients appreciate you 10 times more. Um, and and you'll get, you'll find other work. So, so don't do it just for the money. Um, do it because it fits what you're good at and because you enjoy it or it's something that you want to do. If you just do it for the money, um, sometimes it's, it ends badly. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite past project that you've done? So you've shot in Africa and Thailand and just, and yeah. all these places. Do you have a favorite um, past one? Probably one of my, yeah, one of, one of my, um, personal projects. Um, I, I've done two. One was in, uh, El Salvador, uh, no, I'm sorry, Nicaragua. One um, of the countries. Yeah, <laughs> I did one in El Salvador as well, but in Nicaragua, I did a personal project for uh, WPPI, which is um, one of the world's largest uh, photo and videographer um, conference uh, conventions in Vegas, and and they do a big contest, and I submitted one. This is kind of a nonprofit driven, like like a look into Nicaragua, showing you know life in Nicaragua, and comparing it to life. Um, where where I lived and it's like you know 80% of us are unhappy with our career and then we looked at what their people are doing for a living there and it's like wow this is rough um, they're collecting trash and selling it for a penny a piece you know things like that and it's like what are we complaining about yeah. and so it's a really cool film uh, I, I was fortunate enough to win an award with it um, and then my second one was in in Thailand and Burma is another personal project um, we just kind of looked at the story. We we followed a few people. Um, the the guy who who started um, a big music festival. I'm trying to remember the name of it. Uh, the like it's, it's like one of the biggest music festivals. Tomorrow. It is. No, it's not an EDM thing, but oh. 
it's like a rock, like, like a hard uh, rock fest. Okay. Um, it's like one of the first music festivals, um, like modern music festivals that, that yeah. tours and stuff. Um, maybe it'll come to me, but, but we took him and um, a few other people who don't know anything about Thailand, don't know anything about um, like volunteering or war, and we took him to this place in, where there's this, um, almost like a civil war, there's all these refugees like hiding in the jungles. So they don't get found and, and shot. So they're like living in these hidden places. And we did this whole like 10, it was like a 20 minute documentary. Um, and it was so cool. Um, we were able to find out what they, they needed most. And we pitched together and built them a water tower and like changed like a lot of people. And, and but it changed us too, because we're like, we don't know how, we don't even know what's going on. We're just gonna go in blind. Um, we had somebody who knew what was going on, so they brought us, and we're like, we just want to make a difference, and that, yeah. like that, that sticks out to me, and uh, that's it, awesome. Yeah, anytime like anybody now complains, that, I, I went over to Africa and did the had like a similar kind of experience, mm -hmm. and now anybody complains anything, I, yeah, I go right, first world problems. <laughs> literally yeah. say it out loud. I'm like first world problems. Yeah, like, your Wi-Fi is problem. not working. Okay, <laughs> literally that's the first thing I think, and you think yeah. about it, like you think you know, you're like, yeah, yeah, like we're we're privileged over here. We know that. And like yes, it's hard over there, but until you go and yeah. if you're real, you're there, and you're like, it's, it's different. It took a while for me to yeah. like just kind of get back to normal too. I mean, we we interviewed um, yeah. women in brothels in the black like a physical black market, yeah. and we were interviewing them. And while we would interview one, then we'd switch to the next, and then she'd go into the the tent over there to meet with the client, and we're just like, holy, <laughs> like. And so, so we, I've seen some like crazy stuff. Um, and, and if, if you want, I, I say documentary, um, these were more like short films that full of adventure and cool, like awesome, like fun stuff. Like it's really fun to watch. And, and if you want, I can send you a link if you have yeah, somewhere you want to share it. Yeah, I'll link to it. Um, it's not a money maker. It's just something cool that we made. So, yeah. um, but, uh, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not many people can be like, yeah, I just went over to Nicaragua and made this film and <laughs> it changed my life. Yeah, <laughs> like, and very interesting. And it, the 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 way I've gotten into a lot of these things, I could always trace trace back like, like I I just did um, a, a few shows that are on TV right now, Holy Moly, Bring the Funny, and the Titan Games with Dwayne Johnson, like yeah. those shows, um, like. I could trace exact back to exactly how I got those jobs, and it came from being reliable, networking, and and just just like um, hustling really. Yeah. But but it was never me going to NBC like, hey, let me work on one of your shows. It was some small little gig in Springfield um, that paid almost nothing, and I did it, and I made a good relationship. We we stayed connected. Um, I hired him again, him again, he had hired me, and throughout time he got this opportunity and introduced me to a producer, that producer ends up being a producer for American Ninja Warrior, that credit ends up getting me on Naked and Afraid, you know, and it's, and it's just snowball. so like always be putting your best foot forward, be professional, be reliable, um, treat every every client like, like they, they're, they're gonna lead you to your next like big gig, because they might, and so. Yeah, definitely, yeah, so if you're in that, you're in that like stage where you're like in the beginning and you're doing a lot of stuff for free. Like we did it too. Like we yeah. did a lot of stuff for free and you just meet. That you just, calendar. Yeah, this <laughs> calendar. <laughs> you just do it well yeah. and make good connections. Like networking is everything. And I mean, he was homeschooled, so he didn't grow up. With <laughs> <laughs> Had so, no friends. No, no. <laughs> no, I did, but um, no, but he didn't grow up with connections. Yeah. Is the thing. Yeah. And he had to make that. It wasn't a family industry by any means. No. There was no professor at my college. I was like, oh, let me hook you up with, like, I had to build it from the ground up. Yeah. And there was a lot of help and support in that, so I don't claim it all, but. Yeah. Um, but just always put your best foot, foot forward and, and network, seriously. It, it works. <laughs> yeah. Um, what are your future plans and goals? Well, okay, so your upcoming projects, we, we talked about Modbox. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So Modbox is the big thing. Um, I'm still doing TV shows and kind of freelance work by request just because I love it. So I would never be able to do Modbox and then never shoot again. Like, I've got to shoot, so if somebody's going to pay me to shoot, then deal, you know? Yeah. So, so I'll, I'll keep taking those jobs. Um, that, that Dwayne Johnson show is probably my next TV show coming up in January. Um, and
and then the uh, Naked and Afraid, I'll probably do a couple of those next year. Cool. Um, just because it's an adventure. But. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, also, and you're, you're about to have a baby. Yeah, <laughs> That's an upcoming yeah. project. So September is blocked off to do nothing. <laughs> yes. In fact, I would actually be in um, Bulgaria, I think is where they're shooting. Right now, shooting for Discovery Channel's naked new show. Naked. Wait, when she's born? No, or, I, I would be oh. right there right now. Oh. Except for we're about to have a baby, so I'm like, I can't leave the country. Right <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, so it's like for the new show, Naked and Alone. Um, but I can't do that since I'm here yeah. with a baby, so. Yeah, well, there'll, there'll be another show yeah. coming on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay, so is there any advice that you, I know we gave a lot of different advice, like, you know, do it stuff for free, like, um, like do all that, but is there any advice that you give to artists who would want to make art their full-time career, but just don't know where to start? Like, where's a good starting yeah. point? Um, I, I started doing it full, my, my work full-time when I was forced to. <laughs> um, I was doing construction and I wanted to do video photography full-time. And I was like, I'm not ready yet. I don't have enough clients. Like, I don't have any clients. Like, nobody's paying me for this. I just love it. So maybe someday I'll get a job. Um, and then I got injured. And I couldn't do construction for like a month. And I was like, well, I got to pay my bills. So, oh. so I started hustling. And I was like, hey, guys, you know I do a video. I just on social media. Like, hey, you know I do a video. And now I'm taking, like, paid work. I'm going to start doing it full time. And it was a rough, rough, bumpy start. But I did it out of necessity and, and just kind of hustled hard. Um but but i look back and and think two things one i probably started a little bit early so it was a little bumpier than maybe i would advise you to go for but i also think that if i hadn't done it then i wouldn't be where i am today um i wouldn't have gotten near as good near as fast because when it's all you do you get better so if it's just a side thing um that you do for a couple hours a month um an hour a week then it's going to take like an hour a week is going to take you an entire year to get about a week and a half worth of full-time work done. Oh, yeah. Like in a week and a half of doing it full-time, <coughs> you could get what you would do in an entire year of doing like an hour a week. So like th just think about that. Like, and so you're going to grow like crazy fast if you just do it and you take the leap. So maybe you could do it half time at first and then slowly transition and build some clients. Um, but don't wait till you're like, I'm ready. I have all the clients. Like, you're not gonna because I mean, if you could save up some money first, that's great. Um, but but live cheap. Keep your bills low. Get a portfolio so you can show people like, no, I gotta prove what I do, and then just go for it and say, I'm I'm in it. Have have a way for people to find you. Have a way to sell your work and and have prices ready, and then just do it because then you'll you'll just be doing it every day and you'll get way better, way faster. And that's the only way to get clients is when you get clients and then you'll get more clients <laughs> yeah. and then they'll get more clients. And so the snowball has to start somewhere. That's so. nice true. The only way to get clients is to get, or get more yeah. clients is to get clients <laughs> like, and just to do it. Yeah. yeah. And I have a lot of friends who wanted to do full time and, and they're still at that point where they're like, uh, Man, I wish I could do it full time and they do it part time. They do it kind of as a hobby. Like I wish I could just do it full time and they're just not quite as good. And I, I think it's because they're not doing it full time. <laughs> like, yeah. If they did, they would get real good real fast. <laughs> yeah. Like. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and we're not saying to like quit your job exactly. right now. Like, it's like smart. it takes a plan, and like you said, go part time maybe, yeah. and then but have the plan to go full time and be mostly ready. But you yeah. you're never gonna be completely the ready. Biggest thing is have a portfolio, mm -hmm. have a way to, like a price sheet, have a way to invoice like so. Because what are you gonna do when a client says, "Hey, I'll." I'll hire you. What what then? Like have have contracts like like you could do that stuff on the side, prepare all that, um, paint on the weekends, whatever, get your portfolio, your gallery, post those fit photos on Instagram, make that look nice so it looks like you've got all this experience to back you up and then um take an extra day a week off or advertise first and when you start getting traction, then take a day a week off your, your regular job or something. Yeah. And, and spend that day to fulfill those few clients you get at first and then slowly transition that to you can do it full time. Yeah, for sure. And 
plug the Arts Academy Advanced membership. It has the contract, it has the proposal sheet, it has everything oh, yeah. if you want to so, make it so a little that's, bit that's easier. That's half your job. I mean, <laughs> all you got to do is have a portfolio. <laughs> I show yeah, you how to make an Instagram see, grid. <laughs> I had to figure all that out myself. That would, Me too. You were just getting fed that. Yeah, so that's yeah, no-brainer. <laughs> yeah, and so I, I remember talking with Justin Gosh. at the beginning of the year. I was like, I want to start this membership group to show people what I wish I knew, and he started a membership group as well. Yeah. So if you're a photographer or a cinematographer out there, he has a Facebook group called Cine School, yeah. and where he shares um, his tips and stuff and just like shows them on site, um, just like I do in my group. It's very similar. You know, minds think alike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so if you get, I'll put the link in here, yeah. um, but it's basically if you search uh, Cine School on yes, Facebook. Cine School on Facebook, and, and mine, I haven't spent as much time on. She, she's like he's, killing hers. That's been so busy. We're having. He's a baby, having a so. baby. That's um, why. But uh, but we we'll, I'm 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 hoping to like really pick that up quite a bit this fall. Um, after we have the baby, and yeah. should be helpful if you want to learn more about photography, especially if you travel. Yeah, so. all of his stuff is free right now, so that mm-hmm. now is the time to get in yeah. <laughs> before he starts info. the membership group and then he pays. <laughs> so it's all free right now. Um, let's see. Oh, somebody's just commented, I'm in the middle of my plan right now. My full-time went down to part-time, and now I'm four days in studio and two days in hair salon. Oh, that's perfect. It took a year to slowly go down. I get it. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah that's good. That's and so And cool. th- there was a couple months. Uh, it was only a couple months that I was struggling as, a, as an artist, and I, I picked up a job at the mall. <laughs> like, I was a te- I was like late teenager. I was like, I just need to pay the bills. So two days a week at the mall just like covered my basics and took some of that stress off and allowed me to focus more on film. And and that, that actually benefited a lot. Yeah, for sure. The, uh, have you read the book Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert? I it's so good. But it, it talks about like <coughs> having that side hustle and don't put that much pressure on your creativity. Like let mm-hmm. your creativity be its thing while still yeah. like hustling. <coughs> but yeah, I remember like Hiring you for a, pro- a promo gig, we drove down to Arkansas, and yeah, that, or yeah. it was, or Oklahoma, or something, uh-huh. and it's just, just taking up small, small gigs here. Yeah, and there. I, you know, I was wasn't a promo model, but <laughs> yeah, like, but he worked. Hey, he could stand there, it, look pretty, if it, and if it pays <laughs> well, then yeah. I, I could use that exactly. And so you know, it, it really was a hustle, <laughs> yeah. especially in Missouri, to to like make it full time as as a video photographer. Yeah, but uh, it's good experience. Um, yeah, for, for sure. One last thing. I just did a, another podcast episode. You guys go to the recent one about like making or making a living out of it in a small town. And mm. I consider this a relatively small city. Yeah. And I thought about like, I was just briefly talking about how the benefits of it are. Do you think there, there are benefits of living here? Yeah. And, and, you know, I got to LA um, and my friends out there like knock anywhere but LA that like, you can't do anything in Missouri. Like, what? It's like no, you can, and and I've I've made my my biggest salary out of Missouri, out uh, of my fifteen year career, and um, one it's a nice hub. So if you do get bit bigger work, don't be afraid to travel out somewhere and do work elsewhere. Um, I think we both do that. Yeah. Um, but it's just such easy, so much easier to network. You could paint yes. on the town square, exactly. and people go, "Oh, this is amazing! Who did that?" Exactly. And then, like, you're known everywhere, and, yeah. and like the city Facebook that. is like sharing your stuff, like, "Oh, look at this!" Yeah. And, it's a lot easier to make yeah. a name, a name for yourself when there's already, yeah. or when there aren't that many people doing what you. Like, I don't know that I could name off another cinematographer in Springfield right now. It's got a few, yeah. Okay, but yeah. I'm not in the world of it, which is. In case anyone's watching, I will say there are a few good guys around the <laughs> yeah. area now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm not discredited. Right. But, but when I started, there was like, there was a couple companies that did like very corporate commercial work, and there were there was a couple guys that would do like creative stuff, but they didn't really do it full time. I had like one or two competitors, and so it was, it was kind of nice. Um, it's blown up. Springfield's become a creative town. There's, there's a lot of people Starting running around doing, doing stuff now. Yeah. Um, some, there's a few that are actually really good. Yeah. Um, but and, yeah. stay close to your enemies, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I make the, the guys who are the best, I make friends with them and try to collaborate on projects. Um, don't, don't think of it as competition. Like, maybe you can both work on something and get even bigger projects, you know? Yeah, and, so. like, with starting these, like, Facebook groups, too, it's all, it's all about community yeah, over yeah. competition. Like, don't, we, there's, f- don't fight them. <laughs> yeah, there's so much to go around. Yeah, um, yeah okay. 
I think that wraps up. Thank you so much for coming over. Yeah, doing yeah, this. We, we loved it. I, I know Chelsea enjoyed it earlier in your advanced group. Yeah, yeah, we um, did a, a and... SEO, um, Google ads, like yeah. all the whole thing. It's a, the advanced group is just a bit more advanced stuff. We're actually gonna make that one into a podcast. That was his wife, and so they work together doing this modbox thing. She's the creative side of it, and yeah. more of the developing almost ideas. And she like gets it sold. Is yeah. kind of the yeah. way to put it. <laughs> So, yeah. Tag team in it. <laughs> yeah, I'll put a link to Modbox and all of the stuff in the show notes on the podcast and in the comments on here. So, yeah. All right. Well, thank you again. Yeah, thanks for having me. No, also, there was one uh, There's one comment on here. You validated one. The person who commented earlier goes, you validated a lot and helped me feel like I'm on the right yeah, path. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Like, how good. How one, of, one of the mo- most common things for artists and creatives is self-doubt and feeling like you're, you're like, uh not supposed to be here like like i forget the word I'm trying, oh like, imposter syndrome yeah like, like <laughs> the, the imposter syndrome. i get that all the time oh, too yeah, yeah all the time and it's hard to, it's hard to be so just let people validate you often because um we're artists and we need it <laughs> yeah um, for sure yeah yeah all right that's it all right well thank you thanks guys bye-bye yeah. This episode is sponsored by the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, a program for artists who want to up-level their art game by taking it from a hobby or a side hustle to a full-time art business. I've been a professional artist for over five years with paintings in several different countries and a client list that includes high-profile companies such as Bass Pro, O'Reilly's, Duck Commander, and many, many more. So I figured out what it takes to build an art business, and now my heart is set on teaching aspiring artists like you to do the same. Go to advancedmember.com, that's advancedmember.com to learn more. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Also, if you ever want to join us live and have your questions answered in real time by myself or featured guests, then just hop on over to facebook.com slash groups slash Artist Academy every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. And I'll see you next week.